welcome to a nonsensical edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, your even-keeled friend, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man that doesn't and hasn't ever made a lick of sense. I give you the bread. Hey, everybody! What a goof. I'm inspired by my game this week, Aaron. You are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, you'll find out why here in a minute. So... If you're one of the few, the precious few that watched us spin the wheel and make the deal last thank, week. Thank both of you. Yes, we appreciate you. We did spin this sucker. We made the deal. And this week, we're going to be playing, bam, games that make absolutely no sense. They don't make no sense, Brent. Nope. You know, I don't remember. Do you remember who suggested this category? What'd you get out from behind oh, there? You make no sense either. Who suggested this? Do you remember? Uh, It was me. Oh God! How how apropos, eh? I had a I had a double. I wasn't sure what this meant, if I'm honest, and I'm still not 100 percent sure. So give me the vision behind this. Uh, there are a lot of games out there, Aaron, that you start playing and you're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, all right. And I wanted to take and and highlight those games to the masses. It yeah. needed to be done. Did it? Yeah. Well, no. But it, it's done. It's going to be done now. <laughs> I uh, didn't. Did we do one of yours last week too? Yes. And that didn't make no sense either. Not at Clearly. all. Clearly. So I feel another one. But on I want to mention real quick. Yeah. Uh, you have one more week because I know a lot of people missed last episode. It's sad. Uh, we are having a challenge, a high score challenge on one of those games. From last week, Aaron. You mean Shay's Maxim Z? That's the one. The mispronounced <clears throat> special. And we are going to give a RetroRewind.ca gift certificate to whoever gets the high score. You can send those through email. You can send them on our Discord. Just shoot us a picture of your high score. Uh, we've got some injuries now. It's going to be a tough, tough game to get ahead of. But... If you're interested, you got one more week to get it in as of filming today. Yeah, so you got you got time. Next, uh, I guess next Sunday's a cutoff. Here. That's correct. So take care of business, uh, and it's a great game too, by the way. And we want to thank uh, Happy and Paul for uh, giving those games to us last week to talk about, and also the features in the games. Very nice. Now, getting back to this uh, wacky category, I had a few things in mind that I almost picked, by the way, before I ultimately picked what I did. Right. And, but I wasn't sure what qualified as a game that made no sense. Because I, most games make some sense to me. Uh, but I almost picked, and the only reason I didn't pick it was because it was too, I felt it was too new, believe it or not, was the Goat Simulator game. Would that have qualified? That would have absolutely qualified. Have you absolutely. played that game? The old I, Goat I Simulator. Have, I have dabbled in it, yes. That is one wacky game, uh, the Brent. Yeah. Did you have anything on your almost made it list, but that didn't quite get there? Well, I mean, you've got all of your, you've got some really wacky shooters out there. Yeah. Um, I had one that was a uh, Twinkle Star Sprite. The game itself, I, I guess, is not wacky, but it's the it's the gameplay elements. What the game is? It's a shooter puzzler. Okay, I mean, well, that wacky. that's pretty wacky, right? Yeah. Uh, so but, games that make no sense are wacky games. Well, no, it doesn't have to be a wacky game. It's games that are just so out there, so like scratch your head at the end of the day that you you have to double take when you see them or hear about them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there aren't that many of these. I'd say Calamari Damachi would be on the list. That's pretty wacky, right? Yeah, that's up there. Uh, that's you, up there. Can you think of anything else that jumps out at you? Uh, well, there's a 
we've we've done a couple just wacky games. Yeah. Uh, in general, but you know, it, it's it's such a personal preference. This really allowed us to look deep and say, you know what, these are the games that are wacky to us. Yeah. Well. There you go. I'm, let, let's just let's just get into it. I mean, they're wacky. Let's just go for it. All right. Enough dilly dallying. So I'll go ahead and I will lead the, the dance this week. So really, I took it took me a while. This is another week where I had to sit around thinking myself, what is a wacky game? And like I said, I thought about the Goat Simulator. I thought of a couple other nutty games. The Calamari was one. I couldn't remember if we'd done that. I know Boat's covered it before. So I thought, well, I'm going to cover something I know we haven't covered. Because I've never played it, but I've heard about it. I've heard about sure. it for a long time. And so I went with, bam, it's WarioWare, Inc., Mega Mini Games, Brent. Yes. I'm guessing you've played this one at some point yes. in the past. Yep. And, uh, and many, many of its sequels. This is for the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Nintendo Game Boy Advance. Yes. Which I've never had one of these. I know you had one. So <clears throat> this was published... Uh, by Nintendo America and developed by Nintendo R&D One, uh, the brand uh, released in the states here somewhere between May 21st and May 26th. I saw both dates, uh, 2003. Uh, this also got a 3DS release and it came back on the Virtual Console on the Wii U. Yes, uh, this can be played single player for the majority of it, but there are some multiplayer uh, parts as well. It's a single player game <clears throat> and. <laughs> Uh, now get this, you know, whenever Nintendo R&D comes around, these guys, newsflash, not hacks. But no, no, they've, they've been around. They've done a few so things. I picked the top three guys, because an, an enormous list of guys worked this, and I'll get to sure. why. Yeah. The producer of this was Takahiro Zushi. He's done tons and tons of producer work, including... All the Wario games, uh, the WarioWare's games, uh, the, a bunch of Pokemon games, uh, Metroid Fusion, Fire Emblem, Super Smash Brothers. He's been around a block. The chief director on this was Hirofumi Matsuoka, who's worked on Super Metroid. Enough said. Uh, I mean, he was the he was the chief director. Or design, he was the designer of Super Metroid. He also worked on the WarioWare games, and he was the producer of Mario Paint. So sure, these are, why not? But said, these are famous, <laughs> iconic titles. Oh, yeah. It's not like this guy worked on Urban Yeti. Okay, that's my point. Let's see, uh, that would have been a perfect The chief game. concept guy on this was uh, Koichi uh, Kawamoto. He was he designed all the Wario's. He also did uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords. Pretty good. Or yeah. It's got right. a good rep. He did. He was responsible for working on the Brain Ages games. You yeah, ever played those? I have. Play him more, if you know what I mean. You need to work. And he also worked on a couple of the Super Smash Brothers games. So, And I know people love the Smash Brothers. Yeah, so, there, so there you go. So what the what kind of crazy game is this that would require uh, these elite uh, guys to work on it? Well, it's crazy, all right. Uh, so what you've got here is a game of many games but we'll get to, there's a story behind it and what a story you've got so this is i'm gonna i'm gonna summarize this story as best i can so if you're not familiar with wario he's like the uh evil anti-mario but he's also a bit he it reminds, it reminds me of me actually i have a little bit of wario in me so wario's a big tubby mario evil version he sat on his couch at, at back in his pad 
and he sees a report on TV about a video game that's made tons of money. Yes. All right. Yeah. Wario wants lots of money. Yeah. And so he thinks we can. So he thinks he should, he could get into making games. So he gets on his motorcycle, goes and buys a computer, and this is all lovingly crafted in the dopiest way you've ever seen. He goes down and buys a computer on his on his motorbike. He goes back to the house, and then. He's like, uh, he, and he starts his own company, right? It, it, and so he's like, okay, I'm going to design this game. And, and he, it's boring. So he just calls up all of his buddies and he's like, yeah, make me games, but I don't want to pay anything for them. And so that's the, Well, that's, he doesn't tell him he doesn't want to pay anything for him yet. Yeah, but he called, but he doesn't want to pay anything for him. So he gets all of his, do, all of his buddies to do games. That's basically the concept of this game. Now, when you play Wario. You are tasked with defeating like certain levels in certain order. They it's it, they branch this game out into a storyline, believe it or not, that's loosely tied together by the overarching theme that you're that Warrior is making a video game to sell. Right. Okay, that's all. That's really all you need to know. So, what does that mean to you, the the person playing the game? Well, what that means is you're going to be tasked with pl- trying out these games that are coming from all these various. Uh, producers of games. Uh, the game stretches out in a uh, uh, a chart, basically, like a box chart. You go up, you finish one stage, you go to the next stage, and eventually get to the point where you can pick which stage you want yeah. to, although inevitably you'll have to play them all, and you move forward. I want to talk about, before I get too deep into the game itself, I want to talk about the art style and the audio and stuff in this thing. You know, I'm one of these guys, I kind of like pretty good art. You know, I like, especially animated stuff, I like it to be pretty tight. Okay. But uh, in the Wario world, the, the the art in it, I've got to say, it's really good. And it's, it's because it's super stylized. Yes. In a way that, like, you can't, like, only guys at Nintendo that have the kind of jack they've got can pull this off. And I was thinking to myself, and this isn't a knock, well, it sort of is. Um, I played a lot of games on the Amiga, all right? And I'm telling you right now, they never had a character ever, ever as a lead character in any game with as much personality and and fun as Wario. This guy's a big fat idiot. He's a he's a jerk. He's perpetually amused with his own antics. You know, I mean, it's, it really is you. It just shows him at the pad, like occasionally just doing dumb crap. He's watching TV. He's exercising. He's riding his motorcycle. Him using the computer. It's all ludicrous. It doesn't mean anything. There's nothing. I mean, you watch it. You're like, okay. But I mean, it's just done in a way that is amusing. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yes. And, and I it, agree. And the touch that the touches they have in this game, they they do a good job throughout the game of mixing up the art style. Like a, like a lot of, this, of the art style is just this big bubbly kind of uh, bu- like balloony cartoony graphics. But occasionally they'll slip in a real nice piece of art, yeah. or they'll put in some digitized background. It's not even that well done, but and then they'll overlay stuff over it. And it, but it keeps you. You don't get bored with the art style. They're perpetually changing the perspectives of what's happening. Also, in a lot of games, like we play a lot of games that have mini games in it because of the of stuff on the Wii and whatnot. And a lot of times they're they're delivered in sort of this antiseptic way. Like in this game. You flow into the mini game sections, and you don't even know they're coming. That's what makes it kind of fun. There's a section, for example, where you're, where you're watching these guys ride around a taxi, and it looks like this big long cutscene. And all of a sudden, you start playing games because yeah. you're affected how the taxi goes. There's a scene where this chick's getting chased by the cops on her way to work, 
It's that you, you're all of a sudden the mini games just start and they're integrated. They're not really part of the scene you're seeing, but they're integrated in such a way that the act, whenever you succeed, it helps the scene along. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And so it really is uh, uh, brilliant. The, the so just the stuff around the cutscenes or around the mini games is great. I would get that off my chest right now. Awesome, and, and the music's good. Such as I mean, this is not like it's okay. Yeah, but I mean, it perfectly okay. fits this. It stuff. does fit the game. It's, yeah. it, it perfectly fits. I would this say stuff. The, the the music is actually the weakest part of this. Well, game. but I mean, it's still the, the audio in in total. Well, there's a reason for that actually. So let's get into the to it proper here. Uh, Wario, uh, as it goes through, like I said, he calls his buddies up. So the first thing you do is beat Wario's mini games. Now you you go into this by Wario jumps up near a trampoline and lands in a boom box, and then. All of his games start spewing out at you, and you have to play him. The games that you play in this, there's hundreds of them. There's 213 micro games in this, which that's astounding that you think about it. Is and that including the difficulty in, switches? That's, that's that it has to. Yeah, the 213 micro games split over nine stages. Okay, now in design, I was reading about the design of this. This game sprung from uh, another game they'd worked on that had these micro games, and they thought this was a really good concept. And so what they started doing at Nintendo R&D 1 is they would have people, they had a desk there, and people would come up with like uh, uh, with, with sticky, sticky paper, you know, and, just, mm-hmm. and, and stick ideas on this desk. So this thing was covered with ideas. They'd come in and look through the ideas, and they would say, okay, this would be a good one, this wouldn't. And anything they said, anything that was too, like... Uh, culturally different from like in Japan they they wanted stuff that was universally known so they w- went with stuff and I think that, for the most part the ones I saw there weren't anything too, that I didn't fully understand I, I knew what they were doing for the most part and so they took all these ideas and that's why when you look down the cast of who worked on this it's like four million people yes. because they just took uh, and this game had a rep at R&D1 where they just people were like oh man that's the desk where they're putting all the ideas and they'll take anything from anybody you know, this is see, this is brilliant art and game design. Yeah. For a game like this, <clears throat> so they took the best couple hundred of these things, and they put them in a the game. Some of these mini games are as simple as jumping over something or catching something, but they're also wacky. Some of them involve stuff like you have to angle a finger to pick a nose, for example, uh, or you have to uh, stop a ball from going in a net or sink a basketball, stuff like that. Some of them get a lot more wacky. And as you go through the game, you come to different stages that are themed. So you can pick the themes. Like the first three themes you can pick, uh, one was science fiction, uh, and one was Nintendo games. And, and one and was so, sports. And sports. And so and I thought the Nintendo game one was great because you're playing snippets of Nintendo games throughout the, you know, and even stuff that isn't like a game. There's one where you you're controlling Rob the robot, and he's got to use his little claw to grab stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and it should be stated these aren't you know three four minute games. These are almost all of them are less than ten seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's listen. I've never I, I've never I have played a WarriorWare game past this one, so I sort of knew what to expect, but not the first one. But the, what a this concept! I remember when I first heard about, it, I was like, this sounds horrible and dumb. Because who wants to play a 10-second game? Well, no one wants to play a 10-second game, but they want to play a couple hundred 10-second games. And what they do with the concept of this, and I'll give you an example. 
there's a, there's a level where you are uh, playing Donkey Kong. You've got to jump a barrel, right? That's yeah. all you got to do, jump one barrel. Well, as the game goes on, that that might come back, and you have to jump a couple barrels, you know, or it might be faster. There's a game where you're a guy on a scooter. You're avoiding someone throwing dynamite off of the distance. You know, the first time, you have to avoid one dynamite. The second time it comes around, you may have to avoid four dynamites yeah. or three dynamites. And so it gives you a natural progression in the game for how stuff goes. Now, um, I mentioned that Wario didn't want to make these games because he's lazy, so he calls up his buddies. His buddies are great, the ones I saw anyway. <laughs> I didn't get all the way through the game, but I saw a lot of them. He's got this guy who's his disco buddy. Yeah. I love this guy because his cutscene is him walking to the club. He's got this deep voice. And he gets in the club and then he starts dancing. He's on, the, he's on one of those flashing disco floors and he's dancing. He does all these moves and he's got this big afro. And at one point he takes his hands and picks the whole afro up and puts it back on his head. Then he holds up his flip phone and flips it. And that's when the mini game starts. Because yeah. you're playing and they're all. Fl- they're all, uh, you know, you're not playing on a flip game. phone. Well, not really, but I mean, they're, right. the, your your wins and losses come up on the cell phone. And the way that they do your failures on this is like you get you get like so many failures, and they're listed like in the case of the phone, it'll be like a battery charge yeah. levels on the phone. Every time you die, you lose a battery charge a level. If you're when you're in a taxi, he's got a little uh, he's got little doodads hanging from the front of his car, and that tells you how many lives you've got left. You could lose this many more before the game's over. And the games let you, at least as far as I got into it, the games let you start uh, from where you, uh, the stage that you failed at. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's good. Uh, once you go into this game for a while, after you play each of these sections, you'll end up having a boss battle. And the boss battles are just like many games that last slightly longer. There's not like a, they're not, you have to do something to accomplish something. Slightly more complicated uh, uh, mechanics, usually. For example, I think the first one was, is like a, uh, was a, uh, one of punch the first out. two was a punch-out clone. Yeah. Where you, and you had to basically duck and, and punch. That was it. You had to punch a guy like three times. And you went, even those boss battles aren't real, the ones I got to weren't super hard either. No. The funny thing about this is nothing is really super hard, but it catches you off guard. Yeah. And you don't know what to do. And the games are so radically different that you don't, you're always on edge. And then something else that they do in this game, which is absolutely brilliant, is they falsely put you under pressure. Like, as you start playing the game, and this is something that uh, uh, that was uh, uh, put in on purpose, right? Because it gives you the feeling that, like, okay, now we're really going into, into the lightning round because the music speeds up and everything speeds up. and But really, nothing changes. It's still the same minigame, but they put you in the frame of mind, like, that you've got to hurry, yeah, which is smart. Something else they do in terms of the mini games and the and the scene that they're based in is that the mini games will affect stuff like the music and the and the speed of the of the cut scenes. For example, when you're on the disco scene, the the fa- the the better you do, the faster the disco music gets, the more that the lights are flashing. You know, when you're in the taxi, there's a great tune playing in the taxi, and the tune sounds better and faster the the further you go. But when yeah. you screw up. The tune slows down. It gets all slurred. Yeah. And the guy gets mad at you. You know, so I thought that was real. It was really, really good. It's clever. It's yeah. Well, clever. I mean, like I said, it, it, was, a, it was a good idea uh, to do it that way. Um, uh, 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 Miyamoto had a hand in this. The famous uh, Nintendo designer. And he, including the slogan, more, shorter, faster, which was the slogan in Japan. <laughs> which I think, but I mean, 
he, that, he had a play in the in the overall way that the game flows, and, it, and you could you know he didn't do a whole lot of design work, but he he did do that uh, on the game. And they chose Wario, uh, according to uh, one of the employees, Wario was chosen as the game's protagonist, as as he is always doing stupid things and is really idiotic. <laughs> that was that's why Wario was was in the game. Um, have you beaten this? How far have you gotten in this? Give me this. Give me your I, experiences I de- on this. I definitely didn't beat this one this yeah. week. I don't think I've beaten this particular one. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I've played several of these because there there are, are several out there. Yeah. Uh, spanning many different consoles, and of course, when you when you make a sequel to a game like this, it, it has to be more of the same while being completely different because you can reuse some. Of the the mini games, right? But but that's the whole point of getting a sequel is to get more mini games and and, and stranger and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I have played. I've never owned a WarioWare game, but I've had friends, a lot of friends that really enjoyed them, and I've played them to completion on there on the, I believe the DS one. Uh, yeah. This it. it <sighs> Do you want me to go on what I think about this game? Sure, I'm, I've got a little bit more, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You seem like you don't like it, which no, I can't believe. I, I like, I like, I don't, I'm, I'm torn, Aaron. I'm really torn on this. Yeah, I'm surprised, because you're a Nintendo boy. No, well, I'm, I'm, I'll, this certainly was in my youth. I like WarioWare. I like that they, they have these uh, over-the-top scenes, great visuals, great uh, 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 art style, uh, okay music. The music definitely got better in later systems. Uh, <clears throat> my problem with WarioWare games is when you play them the first time, the difficulty of the game is the, is figuring out what the mini game wants you to do. It will put you in a situation, and it's so high speed, and you have to figure out. Uh, like, if you've got a finger and a nose, are you supposed to put the finger in the nose, or are you supposed to not put the finger in the nose? Uh, if there's a cup and people running around underneath it, are you controlling the people, or are you controlling the cup? You know, do you want to get the people in the cup, or do you want to avoid the cup? And it, the game is never unfair. It, it always tries to explain what it wants you to do. Uh, for example, for the cup one, it will say escape, right? So... If you can think fast enough, you know that you're the people and you don't want to get caught by the cup. But it, it's so lightning fast that, uh, that that's the challenge of the game. That's the beauty of the game. When you replay these games, though, I, I some people think these have incredible replayability because they're so fast. They're so play for five minutes, put it away. I can't agree with that. I think the fun is trying to figure out the mini games. And once you've done that, once you've gotten through a few of them, uh, you know what you're supposed to do. And for me, that really kills the replay value on these. That's why I've never picked one up. I've played them on long bus trips. I've played them, uh, you know, sitting around, killing 10, 15 minutes. The whole game's an hour. You can get through the entire game I could, beginning to end. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you, if you know what's going on, you can get to the whole game beginning to end in an hour. So you've got an hour worth of footy or an hour worth of game. There's no way you're going to pick this up and just run through the game. I, no, I, I'm right. You're right. 
I mean, it takes well, replaying. I mean, it's got an hour. You're going to get it has an, an hour. hour of gameplay. I'm not saying that it's going to take you an hour, but there's an hour worth of content here, uh, and it's split up into ten seconds. So you know that's that's how the game is is done. It's on purpose. I just I just can't love a game that has so little replay value in my eyes. Is the core concept great? Yeah. Is it executed to perfection? Absolutely. Uh, the characters are fun. Everything is, is entertaining. and the, the mini games are enjoyable. Some of them are a little saving, but when you're talking about you know hundreds of games, you're going to have that. I just can't get past the replayability on something like this being so low. Uh, Elite Beat Mania uh, is a game that's sort of in the same concept. It all, well, it's not really. Isn't that like a it, rhythm it's more of a rhythm thing. game. Yeah, but really... what locks you into that is is the music, right? What locks me into this is the game, the figuring out the games. And once you figure out the games, there's nothing to come back to. But I still, I, I'm not hating on the game. Sounds like some hate. I'm not hating on Sounds the game. Like he's I think the game is awesome. If you've never played one, holy crap, you got to go find one and pick it up. But for me, this is just not something I'm going to spend my money on. I can see where you're coming from. However, <clears throat> I think the games would. I mean, this isn't a card you're going to play every day for the no. rest of your life. Right? And, and, and games don't have to be. And, that. You, and you're gonna. You're not going to want to sit through all the little cutscenes. So you can skip them. Yeah, yeah, way, you can if you want. Uh, every time. In fact, there's a once you beat a stage. And once you beat uh, the, whatever you've beaten in that stage, there's a block mode where you can just go and literally play individual games. Yeah. So you can you can go through and play each like if there's a particular mini game you like, you can go play it as you go through Which the game. Is, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Well, I mean, you could. I mean, there's some. There are some that are fun. <laughs> you might have a, a particular mini game that you want to show off to a friend. That's what yeah. that's or good if for. you you could also go replay the stages, and also they remix the stages. Yeah. Uh, as you go, through. and they make them harder, <clears throat> faster. Yeah. So. There's replay of uh, ability there, but uh, uh, yes, there there is a finite amount. This is one you could probably pick up, own it for a while, and if you if you and just get tired of it and sell it or whatnot, yeah. you don't. But I mean, I think it's I think the concepts and stuff behind this are pretty fun. And also, this was the this sort of set this sort of style of game off. Yeah, uh, that you know that got ended up getting picked up to a certain degree by several other uh, uh, outfits, including other Nintendo properties. And then you could even put stuff like their the Rabbids games and stuff here, they're like more flushed out versions of wacky things. But part of the fun of this is just having no idea what's coming. And that's yes. what makes it that's what makes it a lot of fun. As you would play through this, you also can unlock two player games. Those I didn't get to try any of those. That would be that's an interesting concept to have two players on those. Why are you have you tried any of the two player games? I, 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 I'm sure I have, but I can't recall them enough to talk about them. Because, uh, like I said, I've had many, many buddies that have owned these. Uh, you mentioned that the music and, this and the sound effects you weren't too keen on. Correct. The sound effects and stuff came from another game. In their entirety. So, you do hear some weird sounds. But I like, I will say, I like the music in this. It, it's specifically certain tunes I really enjoyed. I really like the song in the taxi, for example. I thought it was really good. But everything's so, it, it's, it's pretty muddy. Well, but I mean, it's it is also the GBA. I know it's the GBA. I now, know. They, now that's not fair. You got to and the GBA, by the way. I play this on the TV, you know. And guess what? GBA games translate great to TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this one, you could emulate this one and not have a single bit of problem. It, it made it a lot of fun. So this game was pretty ballyhooed. Uh, it uh, 
uh, did real well. Uh, it was a very popular game, and actually, two games were spun off of it uh, to make to make it you know, like those like uh, WiiWare games. Yes, one of them was the uh, was a paper the paper airplane game. That was another one that was also spun off. Uh, this game won a ton of awards. Uh, it was GameSpy's number two game of the year in 2003. It was the GBA game of the year in 2003. It was the most original game in 2003. It did well in 2003 with GameSpot. <laughs> it got the Editor's Choice Award. It was the winner of the Edge Award uh, at, at the uh, International Games Festival in 2004. Edge ranked at four, number 40 on its list of the 100 best games to play today. It was ranked 13th in EGM uh, month, or EGM's greatest 200 video games of all time. That's amazing. 138 out of 200 games of all time. That's pretty high praise for the game. This is definitely a game that transcends time. You can pick this up now, and it'd be just like you got it the day of release. Yeah, it's fun. It's ageless. It's, it didn't age. I mean, I think it it plays it plays great. Yeah. Even if you don't, even if you think you might get sick of it, it's if you haven't tried it, I recommend. Oh, it. absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'll look up some reviews on this. Uh, Nintendo World Report uh, gave this nine and a half out of ten. The Armchair Empire gave it nine and a half out of ten. GameSpot gave it nine point one out of ten. The Underground Online—I forgot about those guys—gave it an A minus. Uh, you get the point here. Lots of ninety ones and nines out of tens. Uh, right down the line. So this game was, was a what I would consider an upper tier GBA game in terms yeah. of scoring. It's reception. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great game. And of course, it spawned some other games of this sort that all the way up through the uh, the DS and the Wii. Uh, I had a I think had we had a couple of these Wario games that were like this mini games, and the Wii's are the perfect console for this sort of affair because you've got uh, the extra additional benefits of that controller. Yeah. To play with, did we get any Discord action on this, the Brent? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, you go to read. You want to read them? I I don't have it pulled up. That's really uh that's really more of an errand thing. Well, let me just say I've got other I've got fifty other things to do, so I'll go ahead and do that too. That's okay. Good. You lazy bum. Uh, I looked this up on eBay. By the way, this thing's going for actually pretty decent money. Uh, do in your recollection, do do GBA games? How do they fare? Do they hold their value or what? Are they? Well, something, I never had a GBA. Something like this, a lot of people want the whole run of uh, uh, you know WarioWare games. So I would imagine that's why this has retained high value. Plus, like I said before, the game is really something you can pick up right now, play it, and it's the exact same feeling, same same uh, uh, experience as if you would have bought it uh, brand new back in the day. Uh, yeah. The, so the card only. These are going for forty to sixty bucks. Yeah. I was surprised for a GBA game. Yeah, that's that's a little high. And the, the, in my if opinion. you want to complete in box, I saw these going for sixty five to eighty five bucks. Complete yeah. box. That's a lot of money. We did have one review of this uh, from our own John Bodocard Schaller. He says this is one of the greatest games of all time. Everyone has a favorite arcade game based on one mechanic: shoot the bad guy, avoid the enemies, jump the obstacle at the right time. WarioWare distills all of these games into seconds long experiences. Although the games are about as short as they could possibly be, they each have unique music and interesting humorous characters. The games are so fun, I frequently wish they'd go on for longer. But that adds to the addictive nature of the game. That's true. It's a shame Nintendo dropped the ball big time on the Switch version of this game, forcing you to play all the games with a limited number of characters with different abilities. The original was totally different characters in each game and is vastly superior. Ten out of ten. Wow. Have I, you played the Switch? No, I haven't one? I have not seen this on the Switch. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, so I have you know, you know, hey, 
you screw with them until you break them, right? That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the video game way. That's usually the way you go. So that was uh, a look at uh, fully titled WarriorWare Inc. Mega Micro Games. And there's dollar signs and exclamation points and colons and all sorts of stuff in there. I, I enjoyed it. I had, I had a good time with this one, the Brent. Sure. So now you went and you admittedly said this when you picked it. You went a completely different direction this week. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. Now your your term of wacky and my term of wacky are, are are clearly different. Yeah. As I delved deep into the abyss and pulled out Wrecked, a psychedelic adventure. Yeah, for yeah, DOS. you did. Yeah, you did do that. And uh, uh, this is a game that. We, we got to start way back in the beginning. All right. Okay? Well, let's talk about when this game actually started development. All right. <clears throat> there is a organization called Healthwise. Yeah. And they are... Are you familiar with these guys before this game? Did you know who they were? Oh, heck no. Okay. I didn't know either. And I was like, I thought, <laughs> the way you said that, it's like, oh, there's this organization. I was like, I never heard of them. So there's this organization called Healthwise. And their goal is to educate... Uh, people in realms of health. You know, what's healthy to eat. You know, if you have symptoms, what it might be. Uh, and it's all this free uh, uh, information. That's what they are. They're an information hub. Well, they saw video games were growing in popularity, and they wanted something that they could reach out and connect the kids with. So they're a lot like Wario. <laughs> No, they were sitting on their couch not. and they're like, "Listen, we got to get us a video game." No, no, absolutely nothing like Wario. Um, <clears throat> so they reached out to a company called KKOS, and this was the only thing in my that I could find that they had ever done. Okay, <laughs> not surprised. Um, and they said, "Listen, we want to make a game that." educates people about drug use yeah. and, and different things that uh, can can educate the kids about drug use on their kind of level and their kind of platform. And KKOS said, okay, you know what? We're going to make this game. And they made Rec a psychedelic adventure. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and the, the press kind of got wind of this mid-development because this was originally made for the Amiga. And, <laughs> no, I read that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and, and they they ported it to DOS after the fact, before even the Amiga version was released. And they said, you know what? Uh, the press was like, "What are you doing?" Like this was the same time when you've got all your violence in video games, and people are on that tirade of uh, video, you know, violence in video games make people more violent. And they thought, well, if you're showing all this drug use in video games. You're going to get all these kids hooked on drugs. And, and it started as just a small local newspaper picked it up and said, you know, guys, what are you doing? You know, this this isn't healthy. Uh, this isn't what we want to do. And then uh, the Liverpool Echo. Then it got on to Granada TV. And then Radio 1, which Radio 1 is... Yeah, a big huge one. thing. Well, Granada is a it, it is it, it's also huge. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> made it. It eventually ended up on the Sunday People, and that's what that was it. All these press outlets are killing this, and they're killing health wise, and they're killing KKOS, 
and they're saying, what are you doing? You're, you're teaching their, our, all of our kids about uh, drug use, and you're going to get them all addicted to drugs. And it was a huge uproar. And no one ever could not talk to HealthWise about it. No one ever got a hold of KKOS and said, you know, what's this game about? And uh, so HealthWise was like, listen, this is like, this is an education tool. This is supposed to teach kids the the pluses and minuses of drug use because that's what they were. They, you know, drugs aren't all bad. Drugs have some recreational or medical uh, upsides. And that's what they were trying to teach kids. You know, you can't... They were? Yeah. You can't just go around shooting up heroin. But they're saying drugs had an upside? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, some, some drugs do. Yeah, but I mean, that's a mixed message, isn't it? No. That's a realistic message. All that's right. a down-to-earth message. And that's, right. what, that's what Health Wars was trying to put out there. And, and I support that, you know? Because uh, they go into all drugs, all the way from caffeine uh, up to heroin. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of in-between there. Um, HealthWise saw all this bad press, and they were like, "We're screwed." You know, they're a, they're a little organization by comparison to some of the you know Radio One, and yeah. they they were like, "We've got to you know we've got to ixnay this." But the 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 seeds were already sown; it, it was already out there. In fact, the Amiga version had two magazine reviews. Uh, where it reviewed very poorly. Yeah. Uh, one magazine gave it a twenty-five percent, and the other magazine gave it a forty percent. So did this get a formally released on the? Well, I'm going to get on to oh, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. So uh, while all this is happening, reviews are coming out. The reviews are very poor. While all this is happening, they are already making the DOS version. Yeah. And uh, the designer of the game whose name is Fred I cannot remember his last name I do apologize I had it here uh, but Fred's like you know this was already in the works the, the wheels were already rolling and we had released a demo on DOS and this was one year after the Amiga not release so it was all kind of mangled up and KKOS got hammered by HealthWise. It was, the, the separation between the two companies was not a pleasant one, uh, as said by the developer. So what you have is a Amiga game that was officially released, officially uh, published, but never picked up by stores. So it never... Hit a shelf. Really? And then you've got a DOS game that was completed. The the the, uh, the port was completed. Never had a box that I, uh, I believe. Find one. But did have a demo and did have a phone-in way of getting the game. Which, that's not uncommon at the time. Yeah. yeah. So Fred says... These games do exist. They were a hundred percent complete. Yeah, and uh, that if someone out there has one, has a copy of the game, please let him know he's desperate to find one. 
It's one of the rarest games in existence, apparently. He knows some did go out. He knows some did make it into people's hands, but he doesn't have a copy himself, nor does he have uh, a like beta version of the game. So what we are left with is a one-level playable DOS demo. So you're telling me, though, that the Amiga version is yeah. exactly the same as the DOS version. You can't get it? He's correct. And he said the Amiga version is vastly superior graphics. Okay. Uh, well, now, uh, he was very, he, he gave an interview, if you dig deep enough, and let me tell you something, this is, this was one of the hardest games to, re, to find information out on. Where did you hear about this? I, you know, sometimes you just hear about things, Aaron. So, but of this, <laughs> this makes me question what you do with your off time. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about what Wicked, a psychedelic adventure, is. It is a platformer where you play as Joe, a red-headed kid, teen, if you will, who is tasked to get through the a, a level of fire and flame and demons. I don't know why how he got to this point. Well, drugs. But no, know. he hasn't taken any drugs oh. yet. He yeah, just, but now wait a minute. Uh, he clearly knows how to take the drugs. Now we're going to get into all that. Alright, alright. So, uh... You start you start a level and you've got yin yangs you can pick up for points. You've got uh, how do those have anything to do with drugs? I, come on now, I'm sorry. Uh, you've got apples or tomatoes and oranges that you can pick up for health, and the health is the uh, is a very doom esque health meter where you've got the kid's face and it slowly degrades and turns green into a skeleton. It's brutal. It's so brutal. Uh, but you you try to traverse the level to get to the end. And of course the game is trying to promote this don't use drugs method. So when you pick up a drug, right? So you pick up some heroin, you have three choices. You can stash the drug, which means pocket it, use it later if you want. You can take the drug, which is this immediate taking of the drug, or you can get information about the drug. And when you get information about the drug, it actually pops up a whole window. It tells you if the drug is basically an upper or a downer. Uh, some have side effects that the, that the drug might be. Uh, some find uh, like alternatives, like heroin is, is sort of like morphine and that sort of information. But the information text box are very lacking. I mean, it really doesn't say a whole lot about the negative effects of, like, heroin. I, I mean, know. It says it's addictive, but it doesn't go into... But it's got screens and screens of information on drugs. I mean, there's it's tons of stuff. Yeah, and there are a lot of drugs to pick up. I mean, I'm talking LSD, ecstasy, acid, shrooms, heroin, marijuana... Caffeine. Caffeine. Nicotine. Nicotine. Alcohol. Um... And you can pick up all these drugs, and when you take the drugs, it has an effect in the game. Uh, sometimes it might turn the graphics black or white. Uh, sometimes it might give this wavy effect to the screen. Uh, or you might take LSD and start seeing these weird, colorful images everywhere. Uh, each has its uh, kind of its own effect. And sometimes you have to take the drug to advance. 
you have to take shrooms because it makes you makes your character really tiny to get through a gap. So the game forces you. So that's how you get through that. <laughs> the game forces you to take drugs because uh, that's what an education game about drug. Don't use drugs. Make the character use drugs. I think steroids are, or at least we're steroids, going to be part of it. Uh, as well. Yes, yeah, it's steroids are in there as well. Um, what is wrong with the game? Brutally hard, brutally broken jumping physics, uh, and just not a whole lot of fun. Once you get, once you shoot up some heroin, and speaking <laughs> of shooting up some heroin, my God, this shows what off the rails. What I hear. Once you shoot up some heroin, here's what you do next. Uh, the animation for the kid taking the drugs. It's good. It's stupidly detailed. Yeah, because he's doing I mean, this. He's, he's hitting it. <laughs> And it's it's crazy. It's crazy time. And each each drug has its own animation. Uh, so animation wise, of the main character, it's it's stupid good. But the game is overly hard. There's a lot of blind jumps. The jumping and the moving are horrible. It, they are really poorly done. Yeah. Uh, the drug effects are actually kind of neat. Uh, I can never tell, like, when you took damage, because you jump into fire. The, the, the face at the bottom. But See, I mean, the that's score? not enough. There, I, and also, what, what do you, what's the yin-yang? What's the purpose of collecting those exactly? Points. They're just points. Because it counts down, up and down, when you get them. That's why I didn't understand. I, yeah, points. I, I don't know, man. Points. <laughs> uh, this game, Aaron, obviously, it didn't sell well. Yeah, it, or at all. It, it did sell, but not but not anywhere that you want to... No numbers. We're talking single digit here. If you happen to have a copy single of this digit. digit, you please release it to the internet. There are people out there desperate to play the full version of this game. Uh, the one level that you're on, like I said, the jumping physics are so broken. Even on the easiest difficulty level, uh, I could never make it to the end. The controls stink. The jumping is really bad. You should also mention every time you die, it puts you at the beginning of the level. Yes, no checkpoints uh, in, and these in are, the game. It's a big level. It, it is. It's a it's a fairly large level. Uh, now, Aaron, did you know Wrecked was so popular yeah. that they were going to have a sequel? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Now, how, how's that possible? Good the fact that it wasn't released. That the <laughs> sequel is already in the works, and it was going to be all about alcoholism. Do you know the name of the sequel? Trashed, slouched, slouched. I'm dead serious. That's what the that's what the developer said. Sloshed. Yes. Yeah. The sly. I can't. I don't. It, he didn't give the sub, but I'm going to guess a a drunken adventure. Uh, there's booze in this, isn't there? Right? There is alcohol. Yes. Um. What did you think of Wrecked, Aaron, the psychedelic adventure? Well, I was puzzled. I mean, I had no idea what this was. Right. You know? And so, I, I, and the only reason I know anything about it is because I was trying to find information. I was trying to like, find a box to put on the art. You right, know? right. And so I had to delve in. I was like, man, what in God's name is this? And then I started playing it. Man, what a... G- <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. By the way, you can play this for free on the internet, the demo. Yeah. There's a webpage. It's in the Discord if you want to give this a whirl. And no one chose to give this a whirl, by the way. Uh, but uh, uh, listen, it's the, the the drug effects in it, it's like a demo guy's dream because it's got all it's like all the demo tricks. Shaking the screen, making the screen smaller and bigger, 
making the screen wavy. Like, it's all the stuff you've seen demo producers yeah. do over the years. Yeah. So, clearly, some of the guys that work on this had, had cut their teeth in demo scene. I'm sure I'm sitting here. Plus, if you watch the opening of the game, you see the KKOS guys. All st- they've graphic themselves yeah. up cool guy style. Yeah. Anytime you put yourself in the game like that, and their names all over the place and the credits, you know. So, in terms of the outfit health-wise... See, here's the thing I don't get. There's two problems I've got with this. Okay, right. number one, they're not, allegedly, they're not trying to profit off drugs. All right. But I mean, if they were so desperately interested in getting this game in the hands of people to prevent them from taking drugs, why yeah. were they charging for the game? You know how much they were charging for this game? Right I now? don't know. 30 pounds. 30 pounds. Okay. So you're charging 30 pounds for a game to prevent drug addiction? Well, that I mean, doesn't make any sense. If you spent thirty bucks on the game, you wouldn't have thirty bucks to spend on drugs. You know, you it's can see a, you can see a bunch of people at health wise, a bunch of old people that sit around the table. It's like you know, we can't get through these kids. Like what? <laughs> and some old woman said, "You know, I hear these video games are a thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that." What if we hire some young men to make us a game about the terrors of drugs? Now that's and that's that's how it all started. You know what I mean? Well, well let me tell you something. Uh, a lot of people highly question if this was uh, to... The result of drugs? <laughs> possibly. If this was to denounce drugs or to glorify drugs. Uh, and really, that's that's the question at the, whole, at the heart of the whole debate when this game hit the media was, you know, where does this lie? Now, the whole opening of this game is... Talking about how drugs are bad, you know, don't do drugs. It, it it has the winners don't use drugs on there all the time. But like at the end when you die, the game counts up how many times you did drugs. The street value of the drugs you did for the time when the game was made. Yeah, and, and goes and that kind of glorifies it, right? I mean that you. You kind of feel that's a high score type thing. I can't even figure out why they were getting free shrooms because those <laughs> things, that's. That was unlikely. Um, And and the game does say, you know, if you're caught using drugs, you could spend up to seven years in prison, that kind of thing. Seven? Well, in 93 in in Europe, I guess. I can see, although in some of those countries, it's a lot worse than that. How long can you spend in the morgue? You overdose on smack. (laughs) The kid that gave her watch and go through, some of the guy did two rounds of smack. He did did, uh, heroin. You You don't come back from that. Uh, now, I have some things to say about this. No, it's just go ahead. Here we go. I think the concept of this game, yeah, has some merit. Oh yeah, it, ha- it has some. I can actually see a game, a platforming game that has that tries to show the downside of drugs to teens. You know, low teens, mid teens. I think that that is something that you could do and you could do successfully. This did not do it successfully. No. Uh, having to use the drugs to advance, it completely destroys the concept I feel that they were trying to do. Um, I think that if done correctly, the premise of this game could be successful at trying that, that discouraging or at least informing children uh, uh, about drugs 
young adults. The funny thing about this game, this game is is a uh, is a conundrum because it literally, if you could pick the, you could go through all different drugs, and there are, like I said, there are screens, the screens of information on the drugs, mm-hmm. its harmful effects, how they make it, how people take it. Yeah. So I mean, there's something. I mean, they didn't they. So why did they put that in the game? Okay, because is this a game that's under the guise of a game that's trying to help you, but really they're just trying to glorify drugs? Or is this a game that's trying to walk the raggedy edge? I think it's trying to walk the edge. I think the guys that made it, they had an idea of what a game was going to be, and then they were like, okay, we've got to satisfy these old fogies over at HealthWise. Let's put all this information there. Because, I mean, not only can you take the drugs, but you can stash the drugs. You can take them any time, and you can build up your stash yeah. Of drugs, you know, it, it is a mind-blowingly weird game. It doesn't make no sense. It does. It absolutely <laughs> makes no sense. You fulfilled the obligation of this category. So yeah, um, that's that's our look at Wrecked. I think that uh, this game did not get a fair shake. <laughs> what? In the ge- what? To the general public. It didn't? I know. So you're glorifying this? I, I would love to experience the full retail Amiga release of this. Hopefully the controls are better. <laughs> what? But- Listen, I'm giving you a drug test immediately after the show. Because you must be high. This was horrible. <laughs> okay, it was really bad. It was. This was horrible. It doesn't make no sense. And it's horrible. <laughs> That's okay. That's we gotta get out of here. We're gonna get. I can feel YouTube shut this down. We're not even on there. For God's sakes, get out the wheel. Get it going. Good God. Gee, many Christmas with that. What do you got on the wheel this week, the brand? Uh, in our retro, we've got a little bit of Auric. The Auric. Oh, bringing it back, eh? And I believe the new piece is Calculator Game. Oh man, we've got that minefield. I'm looking at that wheel right now. Holy that, sweet there's Lord. some there's some tough stuff in there, I ain't gonna lie. Alright, give her give it the patented Brent spin. Here never, we go. Never have you wanted burger games to come up so badly. Oh, that's such a lame category. Yeah, thank you, Pixel. And the winner is what we got? We've got Apple II GS. Oh, okay, okay, good. Apple Suggested by Buck Owens. The Buckster, he's in the house tonight. Thank you, Buck. We're getting back to basics here, Brent. The Apple... <laughs> I wonder if Rec got released with the oh, Apple Oh, God, GS. no. The Apple II GS would not have that sort of thing on, on its system. So that'll be a lot of fun, uh, the Brent. Apple II GS, getting back into it. It's been a couple of weeks since we did an actual fact from computers. We're getting back into it. Good suggestion, Buck. Because, listen, I'm no fan of Apple, as you know, but I've always heard that the two GS was the King Dong of Apple IIs. That's I will have there. to explore that next week. Yeah, because I don't know. Do you know anything about the Apple IIs? Have you ever played one? I know they go for a few buckaroos, if you know what I mean. So, See yeah. if you could get that wrecked money. You'd be in good shape. Hey, look, Super Takeway asks if Apple IIs got battle chance for you, Brent. You geek. What an idiot. You got anything you want to tell the people before we take this to the house tonight, Brent? Uh, we have a new supporter video at the end, so stick oh, around man, for that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be that'll be nice. Uh, we want to talk uh, about, uh, I guess, a couple of things we can get into real quick. We've got a new channel on the uh, uh, Amigos Network. Uh, if you would, I beseech you, please hop over to YouTube and subscribe to the Amigos Stream Team. It's three words: Amigos Stream Team. And what we're doing with this uh, channel? It's going to be nothing but streaming content that we've. 
uh, that we've done on like Twitch or done on YouTube that we've saved, including stuff that I never posted, uh, will be appearing on there. Like stuff that I've had for years on the hard drive. Uh, our buddy uh, Jack Flack, Rob Flack O'Hare, will be putting his Sprite Castle shows. There's like a DOS streams on there. Our buddy Frodo NL, we're going to be moving all that stuff over to the uh, Amigo stream team. Plus, you're going to get all the Friday night disaster streams that I do. In fact, I just did a, I had a real fun one Friday when I played Retro Games of Steam. I went over and played the new the Chaos Reborn. That's a remake of the old Chaos on the ZX Spectrum. I played Wings Remastered, which is the uh, remastered version of the classic Cinemaware game Wings for the Amiga. Uh, we played uh, Super Frog HD. It's funny, Super Frog HD is a, re, is a HD remake of Super Frog, but it's already almost 10 years old itself. So the... <laughs> The remakes are now becoming classic. <laughs> the darnest thing. So we had a good time over there. So it will, once again, the Amigos stream a team. It should be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of content coming over there, and uh, we're trying to get people on board uh, right away so they'll know what's going on. Uh, we should probably mention Boat Fest, Brent. Uh, the boaster, I got that handled in the old uh, I heard that. credits. I heard that. So Boat Fest is coming up in June. Uh, if you're interested in going and doing a little boat fest action, uh, we would love to have you here. You can find out more at boatfest.info. Boatfest.info is the place to go. It's going to be June 24th and June 25th. That's a Friday and Saturday. There's a full schedule that's been posted. Uh, boy, we're going to be busy. Uh, if you come, thing. please don't get wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because there's no way we can supply the amount of drugs that that game does. <laughs> We will have, they'll probably, they'll be caffeine and possibly nicotine. That's pretty much it. So if you get a chance, pop over to Boat Fest, the Brent. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but the show uh, is now releasing on Wednesdays yes. on the channel. So uh, if you're wondering, hey, why does this take us long? We're uh, filming these on Sundays and releasing them on Wednesdays now. So live Wednesday or live Sunday on Twitch, released Wednesday on YouTube. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So no, aside from that, nothing else changes. Please help us out. Give it a view. Give it a thumb. Yeah. Hit the sub. Check all out, that garbage. Check us out. Uh, lastly, Brent, one last plug for your uh, contest. Uh, that yes. the uh, the uh, contest for Shez Maxim. Yes. The uh, ZX version that the Happy Coding did. The high score of that gets a gift certificate from our buddy Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Please patronize Frank. He's a good guy uh, over there, and he does good work. Uh, we'll be giving away a gift certificate from Frank to the high score winner. Uh, you've got until uh, next, uh, we'll call it next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. You've got that long. You can submit your uh, high scores. All you need is a screenshot. Is, uh, is via Discord. Uh, you, if you're on our Amigos Discord, if you're not, come on. Uh, you can also email us at argpresents at mail.com. Also, I should mention, it's almost time for a new slate of wheel pieces. Yes, we would love. We would love for you to suggest uh, what we do on the show. Send any wheel piece idea, no matter how ludicrous, to argpresents at mail.com. That's argpresents at mail.com. Also, send questions, comments. If you want to badmouth Brent, you can send those over, and we'll uh, look at them and we'll absolutely use them. I don't think we've ever turned down a pie piece ever. I don't think I can't remember ever not doing one. And if you suggest the one and we never did it, you're like, what's going on? Send it again. Because yeah. we probably just missed it somehow. I think that's all we got, Brent. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Had a good crowd here in the chat. We appreciate you guys. And we will catch you guys on the flip side 
Until next week, for God's sake, don't do drugs. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our Vector Style graphics and Bart Pitt for his amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Rolo, Olaf Hope, Aw, Terry Howard, John Schaller, The Slow Norris, Frodo NL, Chris Folds, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Andy Jones, Kevin Bean, Pajaco6502, Bitter Blitter, Anthony Jarvis, Steve Rathmason, Bernhardt Lucas, Dave Velociraptor, Graham W. Vetke, Roshi, Mr. B, David Terrett, Supertech Boy, Oram, Sundown, Texas Foosballer, Airshack, Retroallergy, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, Templar Mar, On Collective, and Laurent Garou. They all have access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord channel. Their name displayed and called out in the credits. And that warm, fuzzy feeling that they help keep ARG spinning. And you can too! Have an idea for a wheel piece? Send it to us at ARGpresents at mail.com. Did you know? BoatFest 2022 is a go! The Retro Computing Festival put on by the Amigos Retro Gaming Network. You can find out more at BoatFest.info. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and you can watch the replays on YouTube every Wednesday. Hope to see you there. No, no, no.